So we keep hearing the words self-care. Self-care, self-care, self-care. But what does it really mean? Well, fundamentally, self-care is all about bringing balance back into our lives. Our lives that are too often put in a state of imbalance due to too many commitments, too many responsibilities, and might I add, too many social ills and injustices. This is But What Do I Know podcast with Chid Suzanne, a space for learning, for healing, and for laughter. Welcome everybody to another episode of But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chid Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to yet another episode. If this is your first time tuning in and hearing the sound of my voice, welcome. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you keep coming back. Make sure you're subscribed to the show with notifications turned all the way on so you don't miss an episode. And if you're already part of our podcast family, well, you already know what it is. I'm not going to ask you to subscribe because I'm sure you've done so already. As usual, I hope you guys are all having a wonderful week. I hope your week is filled with light, love, productivity, and of course, rest. It is officially fall season here in Toronto. It is definitely starting to feel cooler. And those COVID numbers are holding steady and gradually increasing. So y'all be safe, wear your mask, stay warm, and let me know what types of activities y'all are getting into this fall season, even with COVID still present. And with that, let's get into our cluing segment for the week. So this week for our cluing segment, I have a few things I want to discuss and highlight. So let's begin with this hashtag that has received a lot of international attention and has gone viral over the last week and a half, and that's hashtag and SARS. So for those who may not know, hashtag and SARS is a movement that stemmed out of Nigeria, um, primarily from young Nigerians, youth in Nigeria fighting police brutality. So it's a similar fight to that of Black Lives Matter on this side of the world. So SARS, for those who may not know, stands for Special Anti-Robbery Squad, and it's essentially a police unit in Nigeria that's tasked with fighting the crime of robbery or fraud, and they typically have checkpoints on the road, and they'll stop people who they deem to be suspects of robbery or fraud and so on. So that's their task in theory. However, what this unit has led to is a lot of extortion, a lot of harassment, rape, sometimes killing of citizens, especially that of young Nigerians. If you look like you have a nice car or a nice phone, or maybe it's the way you're dressed, you're profiled and you're accused of, you know, maybe you committed fraud and that's how you make your money. And so I am so, so, so proud. These protests have been relentless, especially that of from the Nigerians in Nigeria they have spread far and wide. There are protests taking place in Toronto, in the UK, 
like just all over the world. And I just love that this movement has connected Nigerians in Nigeria and Nigerians in the diaspora. And there's just this collective sense of, you know what, like together we got to raise awareness together. We have to do this. You know, I just, I really, really love that. And what I love about this movement too, is that there's not one leader or there's not one group of people that you can point to and say, oh yeah, they started this movement or they're, they're the leaders. And it's so much better that way because one, it just allows for cohesion and unity because this is a people's movement. And two, it allows the powers that be not to be able to just corrupt and divide us and poke holes in this movement. It's so much better this way. And honestly, I know this hasn't been receiving as much media coverage as, say, the Black Lives Matter movement that took place earlier this year. But these protesters, especially those in Nigeria, specifically those in Nigeria, are essentially risking their lives. When you protest on this part of the world, there are certain rights that you know when you hit the streets will to a certain level be protected. And in theory, that might be the case in Nigeria, but in practice, it's so much different because we've seen so many images and videos and clips of people being shot at with live ammunition by police officers. So they are essentially risking their lives every time they hit the streets to protest to end police brutality. And it's been very emotional to sort of watch these clips. It's been it's been hard and it also sort of brings a feeling of guilt because I feel like, okay, I'm on this side of the world and I'm talking and I'm protesting and I'm donating, but what more can I do? But what I also love about this movement is just the unity that has stemmed out of it. I saw a clip of some young Muslim protesters. They were praying. And while they were praying, there were a bunch of, um, I guess, there were a bunch of Christian protesters sort of forming a fence around them. And disclaimer, I only, I'm assuming this because it was in the caption that was attached to the video that I watched. So I wasn't there. I don't know that they were all specifically Christian or they could have been of other faith backgrounds. But these Muslim protesters are praying and other people of other faiths and backgrounds are sort of forming a fence around them and protecting them. And it was just so beautiful because it's like, wow, unity. This is what we've been asking for in Nigeria. This is what we've been wanting. This unity amongst tribes, amongst religions. Like, this is what we really need. And it's just beautiful that this movement has sort of pushed that to the forefront. And I've been seeing so many people, you know, saying young Nigerians, leave the tribalism for the older generation. Let that be something that we leave behind. Let religious intolerance be something that we leave behind as well. And so to all my listeners, I want to encourage you to, if you're not aware of this movement, read more into it. I know that there are so many issues that have been taking place this year, so many battles that we're fighting. And sometimes it feels like we're fighting like 20 battles at once, but I would encourage you guys to look more into it. I'll definitely put some resources in the description of this episode. I'll also include the link to, I believe the organization is called Feminist Coalition. There's a link if you would like to donate um, as well to this movement and just be informed and use your platform to raise awareness in the best way that you can, because ultimately this movement is just as important as the Black Lives Matter movement on this part of the world. Black people are fighting 
systems and are fighting police brutality on so many different levels in so many different parts of the world. And so it's just been really, 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 really emotional to sort of just observe this movement and be part of it. And I hope, I really hope that the government acts accordingly. When it comes to issues that take place in Nigeria, I've quickly become a, a realist. <laughs> but let's see, because this is a movement that has quickly taken the world by storm and the government by surprise. So let's see what their response is in the coming weeks to this movement. Okay, so on to a brighter note, let's talk about some music. So one of our favorite unproblematic male R&B singers is back with a new project. Bryson Tiller has released a new album and it's called Anniversary. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting for some new R&B to add to my rotation, especially as the weather gets a little cooler. It's fall. You want to listen to some nice kickback music. And this is it for me. Bryson, you dropped a good one. (laughs) Um, I really like this album. I'm not going to say that I love it because for me... Bryson's album Trap Soul was that album and it's just always going to be that project that's going to be hard for him to top but this was a really good project it felt like his heart was really in it of course um, I know everyone's favorite on this album right now was the record with Drake out of time but I love that one I love Inhale and Always Forever as well so if you guys are looking for some new R&B songs to add to your playlist this season check out Bryson Tiller's anniversary album. So next on Clue In this week is a TV show called Lovecraft Country. And it's a relatively new TV show and I've been hearing about it for a while and people were like, oh, it's a really dope show. Check it out, check it out. So I finally did and like, damn, I'm hooked. Like as soon as I'm done recording right now, I'm going to go catch up on the episodes. I think I'm on episode sure i'm on episode six but i'm really enjoying the storyline and honestly i would expect nothing less from a show that has jordan peele as one of the executive producers but the storyline is so well thought out and just the way that they included racism of 1950s with this like fictional fantasy storyline and it's like wow i love it it's my new favorite show like no joke no cap It's a lit show. So if you guys are looking for something to watch, you know, while you guys are relaxing this season, snuggling up, whatever, (laughs) check out Lovecraft Country. It's a really dope show. Highly recommend. Okay. And finally, the U.S. federal elections are about 12 days away. 12 days. So close, man. These elections, it's just felt like they couldn't come fast enough like i really honestly i just want to know the result like right now but i say that to say if you're american and you're listening to this please ensure that you do cast a ballot make sure that you're voting this november if you haven't done so already it's tremendously important these elections are so crucial so important please make sure you're voting whether it be by mail or in person ensure that you're voting in a way that is safe and accessible for you to do so. So that's all I got for Clue in this week. If you guys happen to check out Bryson's album or Lovecraft Country, 
let me know. I'm happy to chat about it further with you guys. Really interested to know what you guys think of Lovecraft Country because I'm very much enjoying that right now. So yeah, with that, let's get into our main topic for the week. So this week's main segment is going to be somewhat of a productive check-in with you guys. I want to tell you guys a little bit about how I've been doing, where I'm at, and that's essentially why I titled this episode, Sis, You Good? Because I don't know. I hope Sis is doing good. (laughs) So where to start? I guess personally for me, the past month, I felt like I've been experiencing, let's call it growing pains. This year started off really slow with the shutdown back in March, and I feel like I had this period where I was really able to rest, really able to sort of refresh. And then as we moved into phase two and phase three, things got busy and busier for me. Um, And I started, you know, work got busier. I started working on my podcast and I took my podcast and my brand more seriously At the same time, I also dipped my head in a few other side projects and things just sort of got busier as we moved into the fall. So for me, from the beginning of September to now has sort of just been trying to create and learn this balance between working full time, being a part time podcaster, also being part of various other organizations and then just having time to relax, having time for myself And lately I just have been feeling like I've been running out of time. And recently I felt like I was honestly like about to to burn out. And I just sort of had to take a step back and to just honestly like breathe and just be. Going back to the idea of growing pains, I feel like I'm sort of in this season of stretching and growth. I feel like I'm starting a lot of new ventures and projects that were unfamiliar to me that I'm having to sort of learn and give my attention to and do a lot of like understanding. So even things like, you know, just like working on this podcasting from the recording to the editing to the promotion of it, having to just sort of learn how to do that. Having to also, you know, learn and get better at my new job, having to learn to, you know, how to uh, take on leadership position and research in this organization that I'm also part of. Um, That's also a mentorship hub. So just having to sort of understand and learn All these different things that are new to me while also balancing and giving each of these things my attention and my time. Oh, guys, I like I honestly just needed a break. I needed a break and I felt like so I knew I was sort of losing balance when I was letting certain things spill into the other. So like I would let like maybe like my work time spill into my side project time or my time for one thing would spill into my time for another thing. And. I was just sort of going and going and going to the point that I was just exhausted. And especially as a high performing woman where you're so efficient, you're, you just, you thrive off completing tasks and doing things. It's also, it becomes really easy to get lost in the, you know, efficiency. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And, you know, sometimes you, you tell yourself, you know, like, okay, if I'm more efficient here, if I do this thing for 20 minutes and I put my mind to it, I'll be able to 
complete that and have more time to to rest or to do something else. And then like you kind of keep telling yourself, I got to be more efficient. I got to be more efficient. That's the way I'll have time. That's the only way I'll have time. And <laughs> for a little bit there, I was running hot. I was able to, you know, sort of keep going, keep going, keep going. But I really felt like I was that hamster running on the wheel. And I just was going, was going, was going. And I was just getting tired and I was getting tired. And like, it, I knew I was losing balance when like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I like basically forgot a meeting that I had. <laughs> like I remembered it, but then I had so many other tasks that I had to focus on. I was sort of trying to get myself prepared with my new gear for my podcast, finishing work. And in the midst of running errands and stuff, I I forgot I had this meeting and I was late for this meeting and it was so unlike me. And I was like, wow, I need to just chill. I need, I need to take a break. I need to just press pause and just sort of reflect and have time for me because I was beginning to get really, really drained. Also, you know, working from home is great. I love working from home. I feel like it's amazing. And I don't want to say this and I <laughs> I know I'm going to regret saying this, but I'm starting to sort of miss dressing up fully and just that excitement of this is work, you know, like I'm going to dress up, you know, I do my makeup, I slay my outfit, I, you know, flex a little in the office. <laughs> And I'm, you know, I'm sort of missing that aspect of it and that excitement and that, mm, that just made me want to get up in the morning. And, um, and one thing I noticed too, about working from home and going back to this idea of being, um, a high performing woman is sometimes your mind sometimes is just on go mode all the time. Like you just want to complete things. So especially working from home where you can sort of you have control over that and you have the power to complete things when you want to. There's this temptation of letting the lines merge and blur. So you could be working, wanting to work on your side project. You could be doing your side project, wanting to work. There's this temptation of, okay, like you're doing work and then you remember something you have to do for your podcast. And then now all of a sudden you're, you know, making notes and working and doing this, then you remember that you had to complete something else. And it's just like, whew. And so what I was finding was I needed to just like kind of cleanse my mind and organize my mind and compartmentalize things to know like, okay, this is time for this. This is time for that. It's okay that you didn't finish this. You're going to get to it when you get to it. And that's okay. And just to add to this, there's this idea that none of this is occurring in isolation. You know, as we're all working through our interpersonal things, our own personal issues and trying to find that balance in our lives, it's like you zoom out and there are all these external forces sort of acting as well. And I know the bad news is not exclusive to 2020. I get that. But it just seems like this year has just been battle after battle, resistance after resistance after resistance. And it's made it really hard to enjoy and internalize and celebrate the good things. Like it really, really has. And that's something that I've sort of struggled with. And on top of that, it's just felt like, especially the black community, we've had to fight personal battles while we're fighting collective battles. 
trying to find that balance in our personal lives while we're going through so many acts of resistance against so many systems. And I don't know who can do this constantly for a long period of time, just be on goal mode and be so on all the time and not feel drained, you know? Earlier this year, it was protests against police brutality and corruption in the West, notably Canada and U.S. with hashtag Black Lives Matter. And now it's a similar fight. It's hashtag end SARS for the fight against police brutality and a corrupt system in Nigeria. I'm also reading and I'm seeing hashtag Congo is bleeding because the Congolese people are being exploited for the resources that make the iPhone that I'm recording my my podcast notes on and that you're probably listening to this podcast episode through. You know, and then there are issues in South Africa and Namibia and on and on and on. And it's like, whew, like sis, you good? You good? And you know, for me, like I'm the type of person that I am very intentional. I want to know about like every issue there is to know. I want to know about, you know, and SARS. I wanted to know more because I'm not back home. I wanted to know more about you know, the, the hashtag Congo's bleed. And I wanted to know about this. And I'm a type of person that as in as much as I'm dealing with my creating my balance and what's around me, I like to extend further to understand these other issues so that I know how I can, you know, talk about them on my platform, even when I speak about them on these episodes for you guys and like, you know, just how to reach beyond. But this year, it just really like pushed me with regards to this. Like I remember after the killing of George Floyd, it affected me. Like I, I remember for the first few nights after it happened, I couldn't sleep properly. I couldn't sleep while I was posting and reposting. I was glued to the news. I wanted to understand what was happening. I was donating. I was protesting. I was reading. I was watching historical dramas. I was, you know, even now with NSARS, it's like, I'm donating, I'm reading, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to, you know, understand the different forms of protesting. And, and it's like, wow, These are all incredible battles. These are all important fights that we're fighting in acts of resistance. And it's important that if you have a platform, you use your platform, you speak about these issues, you you talk about it when you can. And that we all not only like speak and protest and, and talk about it, but that we're all acting in ways that bring us closer to an equitable society. It has to go beyond just holding your plaque on the street and yelling and whatever that issue is. You have to act in a way that actually lives that out. But at the same time, as we're doing this, it's also important that we don't burn out while we're protesting. It's important that we're resting because rest is part of the revolution. Trust me. So as I'm trying to create this balance and create this sense of serenity in my mind, there are a few things that I'm trying to either implement more of or I'm trying to newly implement. So I do want to share these with you guys. I hope you guys will find them useful. I hope you guys will use some of them. But before we go forward, I do want to add a disclaimer and just say that this is not to be used as a substitute for professional mental health advice or information please if you find yourself requiring more 
to cope with either burnout or with certain mental health related issues, please, please reach out to a mental health professional. Right now, I know they do a lot of virtual apps and virtual assistants and virtual sort of um, like spaces that you can get involved with to speak to a professional. So please, please, please make use of that. So like I said, I've been trying to, you know, create this balance and have the sense of serenity in my mind. And one of the best ways to sort of get yourself out of a funk is change of environment through traveling. And that is so unfortunate because damn, we are in a global pandemic where traveling is restricted and that's really made it hard. Like I know a lot of people that that has been something that's been really hard because traveling has previously been their escape um, in times where they felt really down or they were burned out from work and stuff like that. And I know this summer I went to Niagara Falls and that was really one of like, that was, that became like the destination for everybody it was either Niagara Falls or Montreal. But if you're able to travel, if, even if it's local, even if it's just like an hour drive, I encourage it. And that's something that I'm actually looking forward to doing um, soon. Like I want to definitely just hop in my car and just drive like an hour North and just breathe a different air, you know, just have a different scenery. It like, completely just kind of helps to just cleanse your mind and have you feeling calm. And yeah, I want to do more of those trips this fall season. Maybe that's what I'll do. Since everything is closing down again, that's definitely what we're going to do. However, there are other things that you can do to sort of change your environment on a smaller scale so that you don't have to go too far away. And one of those is by just changing up your workspace. And this is just allows you to have a new perspective, kind of adds a little bit of spice and excitement to your workday. And it's something that I'm considering doing. Um, and so I was chatting with a good friend of mine and she had recommended checking out a co-working space. And she recommended one called Make Lemonade. And I had previously heard of them, but I hadn't really looked into what they were about. But I looked further and I really love their community guidelines. And I love the sense of community and inclusivity that they try to build amongst women, um, not just in Toronto, but Canada wide. And so it's something that I'm definitely going to look into trying out really soon. And I'll definitely let you guys know how I feel about it afterwards. But the decor, from what I can tell on their website, looks really dope, looks really cool. And it seems like a space that I would love to work in. So while they do have memberships that you have to pay for, you can definitely try out a free test, uh, test run, they call it. And you can go on their website. I will link all the information in this podcast description and you can check it out, but you can go on their website and book a test run to just sort of see what it feels like to, you know, work in the space and be surrounded by a community of other great women. So I will definitely be checking the space out and letting you guys know what I think about it afterwards. And if you guys happen to check it out, feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you guys think about it as well. This co-working space is for women, like I mentioned. So sorry, men, this is a space for women. But if I find a similar resource or a similar space that could help you, I promise I will link it in the description of this episode. So this next thing is something that I have had to practice and I am getting really good at it and I love it. And that is learning to say no and not being afraid to disappoint people when you say no trust me, this is so, so, so important. I used to be that person that was just blowing in the wind. You would ask me to do something for you and I would be like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I would offer to also add something else to it because I really wanted to kill it for you. Then someone else would ask me to do something and then I would say, yeah, yeah, I think I could do it. I think I could make that deadline. And I was just, you know, 
all over the place. And I just had to be like, chit, chill, because you're going to exhaust your energy and your strength doing all these other things, especially all these other external things that you wouldn't even have strength and energy for your own self, let alone your own projects. So now what I do and what I've done is I've highlighted three or four main pillars outside of just my physical well-being. And right now for me, that looks like my full-time work, my part-time podcasting, my part-time as a director of research in a mentorship organization, and then any other smaller organizations or any other small project that I decide to be part of will be a quick and temporary you know, thin, not ongoing so that I'm able to handle it. And not only so that I'm able to handle it, so that I'm also able to keep up my joy and my happiness and my serenity. So for this next one, let me not even front and act like I do this all the time because I don't, but it's something that I'm trying to get better at. And that's meditating and meditating daily. So I want to start doing this more often um, I feel like it's something that I, I always knew was a good habit to develop and to incorporate into your day, but I never really like built it into my like morning routine or my nighttime routine. And I do want to start to add it into like my prayer time or my quiet time in the day where I just focus on myself. And I do want to add it in. And I was listening to this podcast the other day. It's called Hustle Sold Separately by Matt Gottsman. He's the the host of the podcast. Super dope podcast. You guys should check it out. But I was listening to an episode the other day and he said that 80% of people who are successful meditate. And I was like, 80%? Oh, I'm on it. I will meditate in the morning, in the afternoon, <laughs> in the evening, and before I sleep. I am on it. No, no lack it. I'm there. <laughs> okay. Uh, but aside from that, like I just feel like even from the little bit that I've been doing recently, it's a really good habit to develop because every time I did it, I noticed that I had a positive outlook on whatever I had to do next during the day. I had a positive outlook after I did it in the morning. And even when I sort of did it to help me sleep at night, I just felt more relaxed. I felt more zen. And that's really where I'm trying to be right now, especially this year. Like I just want to be so zen and so calm and like just of serene mind that like nothing shakes me sort of thing. Um, so my best friend put me onto this really great app. Thank you, best friend. And I'm going to share it with you all as well. The app is called Insight Timer. And I've really been enjoying it recently because they have so many free guided meditation. And if you know me, you know, I am all about free and functional. So yeah, I've been really loving it. They have different categories for different types of guided meditation. And so they have ones for morning, ones for improving your sleep, staying balanced, and so on. I've really been enjoying the ones for the morning. I find that they're a really good kickstart and a really good vibration just to have in the morning. I really have really been enjoying those. And just like anything else, meditation takes practice. It's a lot more than just closing your eyes and listening to the voice that's guiding you. And this is something that I had to... <laughs> sort of learn as I started getting back into it recently as well. Like, cause the first time I did it recently, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Close my eyes, sit there. And then, you know, like breathe in, breathe out. But my mind would start to wander and it takes that practice to sort of bring your mind back to focus on what you're being guided to focus on. So it definitely takes practice and work to sort of quiet and still your mind for that set number of minutes that you're meditating for. But 
definitely, definitely, definitely a really good uh, thing to sort of add to your routine. I recommend it. It's working for me and I'm definitely going to stick to it and keep doing it more. Add it to my quiet time as well. So yeah, meditation. So I feel like up until this point, everything I've sort of been talking about that I'm doing or that I want to do more of has been sort of geared towards and targeting inward, our own internal balance. But this final thing that I want to talk about is something that I'm beginning to just really understand, really internalize, and it's geared towards all the various different like protests and forms of resistance that have been going on this year. And that's this concept of joy as a form of resistance. And I was reading this article by, her name is Arkimi Deadweiler. I hope I said that correctly, but the article is called Joy as a Form of Resistance. And it says, nothing says you can't beat me like unruly joy and joy becomes one way in which we also protest too. It becomes a form of protest. And we see this even right now with the NSARS protests. You see, you know, youth in Nigeria at these protests, dancing, singing, playing music, finding humor, you know, in the situation, like just keeping the spirits alive and trying to find joy. Similarly, we saw these things even with the Black Lives Matter movement and the Black Lives Matter protests earlier this year as well, with activists who would present spoken word, who would have, you know, like circles and indigenous communities would have celebrations and rejoice when statues of colonizers would be toppled over. So, you know, and and I was reading the article further and she said something that was really interesting. So she said, though it may in fact drive others crazy when we practice joy as our chosen method of resistance, it's not to get back at them. Well, maybe a little, but it isn't about them. Ultimately, we take this road because it's freeing. It better serves our soul. Joy better serves our soul. And I was just like, wow, that's such a good point. Because like having joy is like having joy through these resistance is already one battle won in the bigger war. Because the powers that be and these systems that we're fighting against, that we're protesting, that we're, you know, speaking up against don't want us to have joy. So even smiling through this pain, even having, you know, a sane mind, even being rested, even having joy and dancing at a protest and, you know, liberating our minds and our bodies and our spirits is one battle one because they don't want us to have that. I'm sounding like DJ Khaled, like they don't want you to have joy. So what we going to do? We going to have joy. But it's true. And so especially as a black woman, I am choosing to practice joy as a form of protest and as a form of resistance. And that doesn't mean that I am, you know, complacent and that I'm ignorant and I'm, you know, just going to live in my own bubble and be happy and act like nothing's going on. No, I'm going to donate. I'm going to protest. I'm going to use my platform correctly, but I'm also going to have joy from within. I'm also going to find things that, you know, improve my moods that uplift me. If it's dancing, I'll do that. If it's singing, I'll do that. I'm going to practice joy because man, if I don't, I will be drained and burned out when I think about all the personal things I have to do with and then putting all these external things on top of that, all these different protests and resistance and so on. It's a lot. It's a lot. So for me, while I'm very much intentional 
about trying to understand all the various issues that are going out there to be able to speak to them, especially on my platform, especially on this podcast. I'm also going to prioritize my mind as I do this work as well. So for me, that might mean, you know, limiting the amount of time I spend listening to the news or reading into these issues so that, you know, I'm just maintaining a serene mind. So yeah, that's the final one is joy as a form of resistance. And yeah, that just really came to me because as we're having sort of, it feels like another round of protests and resistance this fall with NSARS and, and you know, what's going on in Congo and other parts of Africa, it's just sort of hit me like, you know what, we need to have joy, like, especially as like, especially black and especially as black women, we really do need to have joy as a form of resistance because it's really important and it's really important that we are rested and that we are joyful throughout this protest because that's what carries the movement and is what will continue to propel and to push us forth as well so so yeah that's those are sort of the things that I have been doing to get myself out of this sort of like funk I guess I've been feeling and to help myself create a balance lately and to just yeah, I'm trying to be really zen, guys. I'm trying to have a serene mind and just keep my calm. Um, this year has definitely shaken us. This year has definitely shaken us. I think it's definitely taught us a lot of lessons, but I'm willing to take those lessons and still protect my mind. So that's sort of where I'm at. As always, I definitely hope that you guys enjoy this tips. Um, I hope that you guys find these resources useful. I know it's been a minute since I put out an episode and I do apologize guys, but like I said, it's all about finding that balance. And I've also had to do a lot of behind the scenes learning and understanding on, uh, on my end as well. So it's been a lot of patience and growth with myself for sure, but I'm happy to be back. Uh, we've got a couple more episodes in season one, so we'll finish up strong before the holidays and then start off the new year with season two, come back even stronger But I do appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Believe me, I do not take it for granted and it's very much appreciated. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your week. Stay safe. Please wear your mask and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye for now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.